This is Susanna McMonagall, and you're listening to the 5 to 8 Shift Podcast. We are so glad that you decided to check us out. The 5 to 8 Shift Podcast exists to encourage, educate, and inspire parents throughout their own parenthood and family life adventure. We know parenting can be tough. I am not trying to sugarcoat it. But few worthwhile things in life come without some sweat and some hard work. And family life is worth every ounce of effort. We're building a community of parents to remind you that you're not alone and we are thrilled that you're here. Each month we highlight stories from our parent community and share the latest research and tips to help families thrive. If you like what you hear today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I believe family is one of life's greatest adventures, and I am so excited to chat with you today. I look forward to cheering you on in your own five to eight shift. It's the most important shift of the day. I'm so excited to have you. All right, so why don't you just tell my listeners, um, give us the introduction, who you are and what you do. So I'm Nicole, and I am the founder of The Polished Playhouse, and it is an online community um, where I teach parents, give parents practical tips and ideas for organizing their homes um, when they live with children, because children bring a lot of stuff. (laughs) That they do. If you're not careful, the stuff can kind of take over your your home. So I share tips, practical ways for parents to organize um, their child spaces, organize their, um, just their family home to accommodate their children and the children's things. Um, And then I also share from my background, um, being a preschool teacher and working in early childhood, I share um, some ideas for early learning activities with the emphasis on diversity. Okay, awesome. And I will obviously link everything in the show notes, but your both your blog and your Instagram are just so good there. And they're so happy, you know, you do a good job taking the pictures and then explaining why things are the way they are. So it's really been a fun follow because I am most definitely in that season of life. And, um, you know, so I wanted to bring you on to talk a little bit about organizing your playroom. And they say you figure things out out of selfish desire. I feel like my playroom could use a lot of help. So I was like, well, this is a great opportunity. There's got to be a lot of moms out there like me who, you know, really could use just some structure and some of that. So why don't you, if you're good, why don't you just like hop in with some of your organization tips then for the playroom? Um, So I think the number one thing is nine times out of 10 people just have too much stuff. Okay. (laughs) And if you create really great systems around just how to organize, Mm -hmm. but you still have too many things, the systems just will not stick and you will constantly have the overflow of toys. You'll constantly have the overflow of just things. So the first thing I always encourage people to do is to declutter and to take a step back, see what you have, um, observe your children, see what they actually play with. Because a lot of the things, if you're in Target or you're on Amazon, we think, oh, that's great. My child will love that. Sure, <laughs> and yeah. They don't, and they actually don't play with, with it. <laughs> no, and they it, tell us in the Target aisle, I will love this. I will play with this. Yes. And no. and so it literally just ends up living on a shelf or on a corner of a room and it's not played with. 
So really take the time to do an observation of your child, your children, to, to see how they're playing with things, how they're playing with materials. And don't be afraid to edit things down. Um, okay. If you look at things and see, do you have things that do, toys that do a similar thing? So my son is really into building. And at one point we had wood blocks, we had magnetiles, we had Legos, we had all of these things. And he just was consistently going to the magnetic tiles. Yes. So I dialed back and I said, we don't need all of these things out at one time. So took some of those toys out, literally never asked for them again. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was just kind of there. Okay. So you can either choose it when you're dialing back and you're scaling back, you can either choose to donate or to give some of the things mm -hmm. away, or you can implement a toy rotation where you put out a few toys at a time, you store the other toys. And then as your child may lose interest in what's already out, you just would continue to shuffle through those toys you have. But I also think you have to be really careful with that too. Um, to make sure that that just doesn't become like an organized hoarding type of thing where you're just holding on <laughs> yeah. to things. But Let me get one of my 200 bins out for you. <laughs> yeah, yes. So yeah. number one um, is just to declutter. Like you have to start, observe children. What are they actually playing with? If you have five things that do something similar, pare that down to maybe two or three things. Um, anything that's broken, missing pieces. Yes. Get rid of all of those things um, and then really be sure to implement some type of rotation or storage where you have a few things out at a time and you introduce other things as you see the interest start to wane a little bit. Okay. All right. I love that. That's a great idea. And I'm already thinking of some things that we have that, you know, to your point, serve the same function. Um, okay. That's really good. And the toy rotation, I think is a good one too. Like some of it, I always think of in seasons, like there's things that we do more in the winter because we're inside more, you know, like we'll do some more puzzles in the winter, but like we literally never do a puzzle in the summer mm -hmm. because we're off to doing some, some other things. So I think that's a really good tip too. Okay. All right. Awesome, Nicole. What else do you have for us? Um, so for actual storage containers, I always recommend that you use something that you can children can see inside, um, particularly young children who can't like read labels. Um, you could add like picture labels, but um, yeah, I don't I don't really label <laughs> the toys that often. Um, just because I always use something that you can see inside. So either like acrylic or plastic. Um, wire, like metal wire containers that you can find on Amazon or Target. Ikea is, has really, really great um, storage items. Okay. If you use um, like a rope basket, something that's shallow so they can see what's inside. Mm -hmm. because I'm this three-year-old and I really want to play with my red ball, but you have all of this high storage or canvas closed in storage. I am going to pull every single one out until I find that red ball. But if it's in a wire or it's in something that I can see through, I can go right to, to, to that toy that I really want. And it just leads to much more meaningful play. Once they kind of throw everything out, it just turns into like, wow, like a free Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'm so, very so aware of what that turns into. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of targeted, focused, like really meaningful play. Um, having things where they can see them or even open shelving like ikea has a the collapse 
Calax unit, it's called. It's just a square cube storage and it's just open. So yes. it's putting individual toys directly on the shelf. So there you take the guesswork out for them. So mm -hmm. it's not like, I'm just gonna pull everything out until I find what I want. And then by that time they're tired, they're overwhelmed and it's just become such an overstimulating environment. It's like, it's kind of like they forgot what they were even looking for yeah. in the first place. <laughs> now they're on to the 97th toy that they pulled out. Yeah. You know, we, um, we just put our big two kids together. And so I moved some of the, some of the toys. This is my daughter's room and now it's my son and my daughter together. So I moved some, I'll call them boy toys, but they're not really boy toys up there. Um, but they can't see them. They're like in a bin, but the bin is like all the way shoved in and it's, it's not clear. It's not like a wire basket. And I'm thinking about some of your photos on Instagram and you have a great, like it just make, it really makes sense because they've already, this has only been a week. They're already pulling out all the toys because they don't, they can't see what they're looking for. So therefore they're just keep digging till they get to the bottom yep. and then every last toy is out. <laughs> yep. That, that's how it happens. It's yes. Like this avalanche of toys everywhere. And then like you said, they forget what they were looking for. It gets frustrating. Yes. Yeah, and kind of putting together your first point with your second point, you know, I think some people, like some things around our house, I am intentional about not having open storage because I feel like it can look yeah. cluttered. Yeah. But to yeah. your point, you kind of have to do some of that decluttering in the first place. And that really kind of sets it up. So it doesn't look cluttered at all. It actually looks yeah. very organized, even though you can see everything. So we do the open storage in our playroom. Um, but if people don't have play spaces or they want to incorporate toys in other areas of the house, mm -hmm. try to utilize furniture that has built-in storage. So in our playroom, um, but it also could work for a family room. We have a large ottoman that just goes with the couch and it is a storage ottoman. So we can put toys in there. And then we okay. also have a TV cabinet that we use that can fit like really large trucks in our family room. Mm -hmm. So then we put them in there, we can close that off. So it's not like the toys everywhere throughout the house where it's visible. So it's like, this is still a family space. So there's gonna be some toys, Absolutely. But not like this one big, huge playroom <laughs> throughout the house where there's just like visible toys everywhere. So using um, existing furniture that you have that you wouldn't necessarily think of as toy storage. Um, that can be closed off a TV cabinet or um, like even like um, shelving units or um, like a dining cabinet that has yeah. those things. You can organize toys really nicely and those types of things too. So it's not everything open or on display. Yes, makes a lot of sense. And I, I definitely compartmentalize like that. Like I, I don't want toys everywhere, yeah. you know, um, even if they're organized, I don't want you to walk into my home. And the first thing you see is, you know, all our Paw Patrol yeah. or blocks or whatever it is, <laughs> there has to be a limit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, good. What else do you have? Um, another um, thing that I, that I talk about is using wall space or vertical storage. So if you can't, um, if you can't, you want to minimize the amount of things that are actually stored directly onto the floor. Okay. So instead, for us, we don't have like book bins or books on the in like a basket or something on the floor. Mm -hmm. We use um, photo ledges from IKEA where we can actually display the books on the wall. So that minimizes the amount of things on the floor 
So visually, when you have a lot of things stored on the floor, it just tends to look very cluttered. Yeah. So you can add any type of shelving to the wall and kind of go up. Um, that that makes it just just look more appealing overall. But then it also, if you have a small space, um, it also just helps to use that like wall space as additional real estate if you don't have a lot of floor space. Yeah, definitely. And so um, what could people put on a vertical wall other than books? I feel like you had a post recently. You had some school stuff maybe. Yeah, we have like some, um, we actually have a magnetic um, it's almost like a bulletin board it's uh -huh. a and it goes it can go onto the wall just like you would put up a memo board or chalkboard where um, they can play with the magnet tiles there the really big magnet tiles that really don't fit in the bin we put up there um, we have a chalk wall that we use for like coloring and I'm really trying to cut down on some of our crafts and the paper that's just everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. My my five-year-old is, I mean, she wants to be an artist. My husband's like, we need a plan. There is there is paper and yes. markers everywhere all the time. I was like, listen, so I'm have, trying. <laughs> yeah, so we have a chalkboard on the wall to kind of minimize, cut down on that paper. Um, there are actual like bin, like Ikea has some like actual units of, uh, um, with the um over the over the like you would use over the door yes um, you can put those over the door and they have like little baskets so that gets things off of the floor either using those over the door um, systems directly on the door or some of those can also um go onto the wall we use um under beds like under bed boxes for things that can't that don't necessarily need to be displayed on the wall can't go into a shelf um, you can use those kind of flatter um, bins to fit. Yeah. They can go under the um, a sofa or a bed as well. Okay. All right. This is good. Yeah. And some of the flat, smaller ones would be better. Um, you know, some of the toy rotation stuff that mm -hmm. would definitely. Okay. That's good. The vertical space is good. And, you know, and I feel like um, everybody's sort of caught on to the the Ikea shelves. You know, we have, we have them all over the house. I mean, they're just so convenient. Um, kudos to the first person that ever thought of that. Now they have more colors, um, but it's, we have found with the books, it really entices the kids to pick up a book because they can see the cover, they can see the front of it. And we have a couple down on their level. So, um, you know, before we had them, the books were kind of like, I don't know. I just feel like it's really enticed them to sit down and read or look at the pictures or whatever. And so we found that super valuable. Yep. Definitely being able to see the books has, um, really helped. And then we also use the plate holder from Ikea to kind of store and display the books. It's it's $1.99. It's these wooden pegs. Um, it's, it's supposed to be used to display plates, but board books and, and thinner books fit perfectly in there. So we use that right now for um, the baby's little shelf. We just have some board books standing um, up in there. So that's another way if you want to just have a small number of books out somewhere if you don't want to do the full like bookstore wall. Yeah. Um, yes. Just want to have a few books out at a time. Um, the plate holder from Ikea, the pot, I, I think if you look it up, it's like a, call, a pot lid holder or something. Okay. Would, All right. I will. Yeah, I think you just, you you maybe just did a reel with it. I'm picturing it, right? Yeah. Like it's like this way. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
I know we're on audio. So some of the things, you know, I have to, I'll, I'll link on my Instagram and link yeah. back to yours. But yeah, I thought that was a good idea too. Yeah, and plus like some of the, um, because it's wood, I feel like my kids aren't going to break it too. You know, some of the, the stuff like that, that you would put on top of something is sometimes pretty breakable. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's perfect. If they knocked it on the ground, I feel, especially even at a dollar 99, even if they do break it, I, it won't so be the end of the world. Out. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. And I always think of the toy rotation is, you know, I think of that seasonal too. Like we have a bunch of Christmas toys that we've gotten out. And one of the best things I did um, two years ago is I, I packed up some other toys and put them away, which I know, you know, and we, we into another kid, so more toys. Um, and so it was nice because then when I brought the other toys back out in January, they wanted to play with those. Whereas if they had been sitting around the whole time, um, that probably wouldn't have happened either. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's like brand new toys that they don't even. Um, it is. It is. And really, I think, you know, our um, child care worker, she who watches my kids a couple of days a week, she's brilliant at the toy rotation. I mean, she just like senses in the air when it's time for a new toy bin. And the kids are always talking about she brought out the train today or she got out the, you know, whatever, something cool that they don't usually play with. And it makes a big difference. I'm starting to start doing a little bit, a few more rotations for Shiloh, who is open six months, but um, his toy rotations look a little bit different mm-hmm. um, just because the babies develop so quickly. <laughs> and yes. if, you miss, if you kind of like miss a toy with them, um, by the time you bring it to them, they're kind of past that stage of development. Yes. Um, so with some of the subscription, toy subscription um, services that I'm using with Shiloh, I actually keep his toys for rotating a little bit more visible just so I don't forget. Um, Because I think with the toy rotations, you have to be really careful that you create some type of system to remind you, hey, you packed away those blocks and balls and or else Yes, you'll remember when your child is like 10 and they (laughs) for those things anymore. So we do keep the baby's toys. We have a just a shelf in our kitchen um, between our kitchen and family room where we keep the baby's toys a little bit uh, more visible just so we don't forget to rotate through those. Um, But the, the rotations can be really helpful. I just always caution that you make sure you create some type of system. Yes. To ensure that you go back what you rotated through and not like if it does not come back for months then it's okay to give that away (laughs) very good point yes very good point yes you know one of the things um that I think you had talked about is some of the ways you can make things reusable can you talk to us a little bit about that um yeah so we try to as much as we can um reuse or repurpose things. So the plate holder is one idea. Yes. We use um, glass soap pumps from Ikea to store paint and to display paint. So kids can just go over to the soap pump, pump the paint out and, and get it. Um, I get a lot of questions about that. People are like, are you afraid they're gonna like paint the whole house? And I'm not. <laughs> they, Jonah has been, he's had, this independent access to the paint for a while. And he's also four now. I would not give it to him when he was like one or two because he yeah. didn't do that. Um, so those are two of the things that we um, repurpose a lot of. 
So you just, you put the paint literally and then they, and then, okay. Out, um, we use egg cartons for like re, um, for painting whenever we're painting and we just like store those in a little bin. Yep. It looked like you maybe had, um, like you may had me thinking about the craft, like you would put the piece of paper in something and then it became like a washable. Yes. Yes. Um, so we, we, we are trying to cut back on using paper. So we use sheet protectors or a document cover that you can get from any office supply store document to, make, um, to make papers reusable, particularly when we first started um, like the remote learning and he was doing some activities with just letters and numbers. And we wanted to make sure we weren't just reusing ridiculous amounts of paper. So yeah. he would have consistent practice on, we would put just in a document cover and then he could use a dry erase marker and we can use those things over and over. That's another really big source of clutter in play spaces is paper, mm -hmm. um, worksheets, artwork. So anytime you can make something reusable, um, I, I highly recommend that or create a system for how you're going to house these things or get yes. rid of them. Yes. I mean, I literally had to tell my daughter. So for Christmas, we got her, you know, just like you get at Michael's, the stack of like white construction paper. I think it was like 30 or 40 sheets. And she ran out like last week. And I was like, listen, <laughs> the rule is one a month. Like if you use your quota, but really, I just probably, she would be very happy with the dry, dry erase. I just need to put it together. But yeah. I was like, we can't have like just endless pieces of paper, you know, and she's at the age where she'll draw, you know, a little circle in the corner and she'll be like, okay, that's it. And I'm like, yeah. well, wait, there's 80% of the paper left. Hello. Yes. It's everywhere. It's yes. really, and for us, I'll say we don't, that's not really in our playroom. That's the kind of kid stuff though, that comes around the house. Yes. It ends up being a pile in the kitchen and then there's a pile on the TV stand and then it's all over the dining room table. Yes. So this is. This is like feeling like a big win for me. <laughs> I feel like this is really going to help, you know, give me back like eight minutes a day cleaning up all these papers. We also use rolls of paper, like the really big, like, um, yeah, board style paper. So I will just roll out a piece for Jonah and you can color on this. You can paint on this. We save some of them and um, we don't save all of them but it's much easier when you use the roll of paper because if you do want to save it you can just roll it back up and then it's yes. like this crazy pile and the rolls of paper we have right now stored in an um umbrella stand so oh that's a good idea it's like the narrow back yeah. we just keep we just keep the rolls of paper in there there's something that he worked really hard on and he wants to save, we can just roll it back up and put it in there. The individual sheets of paper, they just, <laughs> they're just everywhere. If, if you let like, oh, ah, yeah. just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously, you know, and some of it is like, you know, she's learning to write. So we want her to yeah. write, you yeah. know, she'll be in kindergarten next year, but it's, I mean, literally my husband was like, you have got to get a handle on this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it's like what I like about, you know, really what your your pages though, it's like I, I don't want to also be like this so so strict, like no, you can't have paper, no, you can't yeah. have toys. You know, I think there are some toys that are so amazing and so great. And I think it's such an important part of childhood. And I know you as a background in early education, I know you um feel similarly, but there there has to be a balance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Just just a good balance. So 
maybe not 30 sheets of paper, but you can have this roll that's a couple of feet long and you just have at it for the day. So then once you finish, we can just roll it back up. And if you want to revisit it and go back to it, add things to it, we have a place for it to be stored. It just works really well. Um, but I, the whole, I think the goal here is to figure out a way to incorporate these things into just your daily life and your lifestyle and the amount of space you have in your home. Yes. You never get rid of it. Um, I've, I've talked to people, they say, well, I want my house to look like kids don't live here. Well, unless kids don't live there, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, when I see some of these, um, you know, decorator, I, I, I like to follow like home influencers or whatever, but they have like the fancy tray on the coffee table. And I'm like, oh, no, no, that is not real life. Yeah. I cannot put anything like that, like below three feet, not a yeah. chance. Yeah. <laughs> One day I will. Someday again, we'll get back there, but not now. Um, and I just just find like for for my son, he just really enjoys. He's he's very big on order now, and I think it's just kind of because this is how he's always been. So he yeah. he enjoys cleaning up um, his space. Um, having everything visible also helps children to be able to take ownership of their own space, so they know exactly where things go back. They know where things should be um he loves like we have a mini vacuum that he's able to when he uses a chalkboard if, if some of the chalk gets gets it gets the dust gets on the floor he's yeah. able to go through with a little mini vac and he likes wiping things down awesome. so it's, it's also a really great when you create really good systems it's also a really great way just for children to be able to help manage it and maintain it and they really enjoy putting he really enjoys putting his space back together and, and making sure that it looks it, it looks how it's supposed to oh that's awesome and I feel like he's going to be such a good like roommate and spouse whatever down the road because those are really good life skills I mean I know he's only four but it yeah. will serve him for a very long yeah, time he loves he loves 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 to clean he likes the dust he yes <laughs> You are doing something right over there, Nicole. I like that. I made him this way and I don't know if it's a bad thing. or. But. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you got to be flexible every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, when you were giving your introduction um, at the beginning, you mentioned that you also like specialize in some, you know, diversifying playrooms or that kind of thing. Can you just give us like a little... Um, building diversity into um, some of these play spaces. Can you just give us a quick little, what's an easy way that a family could make that a priority? Sure, um, so definitely the books, children's books um, that feature diverse characters just in everyday um, situations, things that interest your, your children, um, finding books um, that speak to, to that interest or that theme that also feature diverse characters. So. Mm -hmm diverse children playing with trucks or building with blocks. There are so many really, really great books um, out there that feature diverse characters now. So I think that's a really great way. Um, yeah. There are also a lot of figurines that come and they have different, um, we have like community helper figurines that we got from Lakeshore in our playroom and they have um, black, um, white, Asian, Hispanic, um, family figurines that you can buy but then also the community helpers are all different races okay they also have um figurines of people with disabilities so they have a figurine of someone in a wheelchair and someone 
um, that has crutches or someone who's just any diff different people yeah. with disabilities, um, those type of figurines are really great um, to incorporate. Um, so I think those are they're the two best ways for really young children just yeah. becomes just something natural that you're always seeing um, children in books that that look like you or that don't look like you. Um, yeah. Toys in your playroom that have children with different skin tones, different families, different abilities. Um, I think those are those are two really great ways to, to do that. Okay, that is awesome. That is awesome. And you have, I feel like you have so many great book recommendations on your Instagram. Do you have, um, do you have an Amazon page, Nicole? I do. I have an Amazon um, account. Um, I have an Amazon shop rather where I have some of our favorite playroom books. So all of, and I do a lot of reels around our books. So I love um, the book reels. Are featured in our reels. Um, you can find on my Amazon shop and then and you do you have some of the storage stuff like on yes, your I have okay the storage I thought so here too um my favorite things for baby all of those things are linked there okay awesome I will definitely link your Amazon because sometimes it's just okay so I need to I want to find this kind of book and when people have the Amazon shop it's just it's a little it's just very easy you can just click add done and you you know kind of accomplished your goal okay so at the end of every interview I ask my guests two questions and the first one is um what is your favorite family activity so you guys have two boys um so you're definitely a boy mom these days so what is your favorite thing to do together we um we in the summer we love water play outdoors so we set up a lot of um, water bins. Um, we play with all different types of ways that we can do water, sensory play, um, go to a Dollar Tree or an Ikea and get measuring cups, buckets, everything. And we just kind of let him have at it. Um, also just really outdoor time is, is big for us, especially yeah. being home for so long. We love to take walks in our neighborhood. Jonah really loves riding his bike. We push Shiloh in the stroller. So being outside um, as a family is definitely one of our, our favorites as well. Yes. You know, we kind of explored some more water play this year. And to your point, we just were home more. And I was like, we have, we have got to mix this up. I need something. But it's like literally, you know, a toy I told them they could never get wet. Suddenly I'm like, ah, just take it outside. Have fun with it, you know? <laughs> and they loved it. It really was pretty fun. Yeah. Okay, and so how can people learn more about you and the Polish Playhouse? How can they connect with you? Um, so on Instagram, um, at Polish Playhouse, that's where I share tips and reels and videos and um, things like that. Um, I very soon will be actually releasing my own book box that comes with a book featuring a diverse character, um, two to three crafts that you can complete based on the book. And then also each box has an item that is created by a black owned shop or um, business in each box. Um, so that is amazing. So is it gonna be, um, is it like a subscription or? Right now we're doing, right now we have where you can order just an individual box and hopefully okay. eventually offer it as a subscription. So it would um, be like based on the book or is it a surprise? Yep, it's based on the book. So three, it's, there's one book that features a diverse character. Okay. Three focus on that book and then a spotlight of a 
products by a black owned business. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. How, how soon is this coming out? So the first one will actually be tomorrow. Will be- Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. Oh, yes. So the first one is for Black History Month and it features a book um, called Brown, The Many Shades of Love. And it just talks about all different types of skin tones. Um, and there's some activities in there for um, geared towards children ages three to six. Okay. That talks about um, different um, skin tones. And then we have a product in there. There is a small black owned business called Brown Ditches and they actually create band-aids and they have a brand, they have a um, product where the band-aids have brown characters on them. So a little awesome. brown astronaut and ballerina and things like that. So that is so fun. Excited about that. Yes. Oh, good for you. I feel like, yes, that's great. That's a good, that's a good uh, marrying of your skills and, you know, yeah. some of the online world and shipping. And that's really fun, Nicole. So I'm excited about that. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, the box will be available on Etsy and then um, always available for messages or emails um, if people have any additional questions as well. Okay. All right. And then the the box um, that you're doing, will you post about that on the Polish Playhouse Instagram or is that going to have its own? Okay. It'll be, um, I'll post about it on um, Instagram and then you can um, purchase it on Etsy. Awesome. Well, I will be telling everybody we will be getting one. And that is very exciting. Um, good for you. Thanks for being here, Nicole. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Be sure to share with us on Instagram what you liked most about the episode by tagging me at Susanna.McMonagle. And lastly, if you want more information about the 5 to 8 shift, you can check out our website, the5to8shift.com. We'll see you guys next time.